That was a that was a headline I read. Don't ask me any details. Did not click on the article. That as per my norm. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. This week we're going to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong, obviously episode three of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we read a couple new series, yeah, um, Shadecraft and Silk, which we both, I think, really enjoyed the debut issues. We didn't actually talk about that. No. We didn't. Uh, we're finding a. You think, I guess we need to prep for this a little more. Um, a little yeah. pre-discussion never hurt anybody. But anyway, I don't know. Our, our daughter Tegan turned fourteen this week. Yes. Ridiculous. I know. I don't understand. She's the baby. Yeah. Not anymore. I guess. But, uh, yeah. Well. Okay. She'll always be the baby. <laughs> She'll always be our baby. Well. Yeah. She doesn't like that. You took her to see Chaos Walking. I did, and it was fine. Yeah, I mean, she's, and you, but she had read the book, so she was semi-excited about seeing She never seeing finished movie. the third book, I guess. Well, you really talked it down, <laughs> or what a shit on it, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Yeah, I just, I said, I read all the books, and I cannot remember any of it. Except for that, like, I was really enjoying all of it, and then it got to the end, and I was like, what the fuck, that's, that's it? And I don't even remember what That's It was, but I'm assuming it ends the same way this movie ended. Oh, the the movie was just all three books. Oh, it had to one. have been. Yeah. Oh, it, I don't know why I'm asking you. You have no idea. <laughs> well, I don't really have any <laughs> idea, but I mean, it stands to reason. Like they're at a place where the story is not going to go on. Yeah. Well, it definitely did not uh, get good reviews. I don't think I saw a Rotten Tomato score, but now it's mixed in my head with another Rotten Tomato score that I have written down here. Uh, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Um, it was fine. It was fine. Normally, when we leave a movie, even if I didn't like it or end up not liking it, I leave it being like that was a fun, entertaining experience, just because I enjoy the experience of going to the movies. There was almost no one in the theater because we went to like an early show to an IMAX, and there were like I don't know how many seats are in that theater, and there were only other than Tegan and I four other people. Yeah. I mean, I think so. they're still operating at reduced capacity, but also yeah, but not it's reduced not six people in an IMAX anymore. theater. Yeah, especially so, for a movie like this that was supposed to be big. Was it? I mean, I'm sure it had a decent budget. Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. I mean, it must have had a decent budget with like the special effects and right. stuff. That so it they had, don't pay but... for movies like that if they don't want them to be big, <laughs> you know? right? But anyway, another movie that was big. At least in the consciousness of people who watch movies, right? Yes. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong, which is in theaters and released to HBO Max. Correct, which is where we watched it. That is how we watched it, it yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it like a Thursday night? We got pizza. Yes. And uh, it was good, right? I mean... There were, there was good, okay. there were good things about it. Yes. It was... There were definitely some things where I was like, don't need that, don't need that. Definitely 
I could was, do less of that. That also makes no sense. But it was super fun and entertaining to yes. watch big movie monsters duking it out. I was surprised it was less than two hours long. I was also surprised at how excited people were to watch big monsters duke it out. Really? Right? That's. I mean, that's kind of a thing. I don't know. People... I mean, like I, I never saw, uh, what was it, Godzilla King of Monsters I saw Kong Skull Island, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good movie, actually. But, you know, these kind of movies don't really move the needle for me, like where I get really excited. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing that they're trying to do is sort of create this monster verse, right? Like, yeah. like the way that Marvel has done with their universe of comic book characters and heroes and whatnot. Um, I don't know that there's the same kind of fan base. It's definitely never going to be as big a deal. Uh, and it almost doesn't even really make sense to try to carry like a story like this with these. Cause really what people are going to see is like these cool effects and like these big monsters beating each other up and destroying buildings. And yeah. You know. So the movie was directed by Adam Wingard who not super familiar with his work. Uh, VHS was the only thing I recognized on his IMDb and we never even saw that or at least I never saw I it. didn't see I it. remember seeing the movie poster though so that's about <laughs> it you know to your point the main event the main attraction of the movie these two monsters fighting looked really good it really did yeah uh, it was definitely the highlight of the movie it was super legible the fights yes and you know we talked about the cast which has a lot of good actors in it rebecca hall of iron man 3 fame right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually the first thing that comes to mind when you think of her, just like a, yeah. our boy James Badgedale. And uh Alexander Skarsgard, who I not I mean we we did see his Tarzan movie, right? No. No? I didn't see that uh, movie. I think you did. Nope. Mm. Uh, I, I did <laughs> not see He's been in a bunch of TV. I did not see Tarzan. Um The Stand, which came out this year. Also the, didn't see that. Uh CBS adaptation was mm-hmm. like six episodes i thought it was supposed to be a big deal never heard anybody talk about it he played like the main character randall flagg i've never read that novel but i'm <laughs> at least familiar with that little slice of it mm-hmm. have you read it nope i remember uh when i was younger my brother read it mm-hmm. and it was huge really super thick mm-hmm. it's like far pavilions thick yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> you know i only read the far pavilions because you told me it was a good book and i was trying to impress you Nice. Yeah. How, how was it? I really liked it. See? <laughs> I told you. But you didn't care that I read it. So. <laughs> I mean, we're married. <laughs> Exclusively on that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Action. Des- decided. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Tyree Henry was, I thought, the only like cast highlight. I mean, he was kind of manic and like crazy and mm-hmm. paper boy from Atlanta. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. This is a, this is one of the few movies that I can remember somebody being a podcaster uh, where that's kind of yeah um, I don't I think that that we will see that more but that's interesting because I didn't even think about that as being a novelty as far as a media source in a movie but the only other one I could come up with was Tusk so <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin Smith classic yes. I remember going to see that with you too. Um, I brought a blanket to the theater anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
Remember, we, we, we like first, had to search out mm-hmm. a movie theater in San Antonio. I think that was the first movie we went to see when we moved to San Antonio. It definitely was. Yeah. And it was hard to find. Yep. We went to the, I don't think we ever visited that theater again. No. No, it was far it's away. Right nice. We did go to the Carabas by that theater, though. At yeah. least once. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> really, you know, the important details. Yes. <laughs> What kind of, I mean, what kind of relation, we were talking about how excited a lot of people seemed about this movie. Yeah. We're back on Godzilla versus Kong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what's your relationship to either Kong or Godzilla? Cause um, none with Kong, right? Except for the recent iteration that I thought was a good movie, but yeah. that's it. With and the God's- ride, Universal. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> that's a good one it was a good ride um godzilla i watched a lot of godzilla with this kid i used to babysit you know after his sisters went to bed he would want to watch godzilla movies and so you know that's mostly where i saw those and was familiar with it and excited about um he would watch like the japanese versions though not the right the weird american versions right i think the only godzilla movie i've seen no, we did see the one with Brian Cranston. Yeah. We watched that. I didn't see King of Monsters, but I saw the Brian Cranston one with like three minutes of Godzilla. Right? <laughs> I don't remember it, but I do remember not being super, super thrilled about, you know, and excited about it. Yeah. the But the 1998 Godzilla movie is what pops into my head first. Not really because of the yeah, movie. The music. But because of the soundtrack that yeah. I listen to all the time. Uh, it, this movie apparently was no good. Had uh, Matthew Broderick. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was the, uh, Ooh. that's a surefire sign of a good one. It makes me want to see it, actually. It's on show. No, it's on stars. Oh, we yeah. should put that on. No, I'm serious. Yes, we I, should. I do want to see 15% on Rotten Tomatoes when it's so low like that. It's almost like it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, you know, yeah. like it, if it's 15% or 100%, 100% you have to see it. It's going to yeah. be bad. <laughs> But yeah, I really love the soundtrack and there there are songs on it that you cannot find on Amazon Music, like the music service that we uh, signed up for and subscribe Mm -hmm. to. You have to like purchase certain tracks off of it on iTunes to listen to it. One was Heroes by by the Wallflowers. Really? Yeah, I went looking for that, the Wallflowers version because uh, when I shuffle music, it always pops up with the Peter Gabriel version, which is good. But we just... I wanted to listen to the original and it said no. Also, also <laughs> missing, no. <laughs> also missing from the track list uh, is the uh, Come With Me song by Puff Daddy. Really? Um, yeah. The uh, the one that samples the cashmere from by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, well. Especially in 1998. Right. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else for, I mean, do you have any, any notes or, or hot takes on the hollow earth part of <laughs> It was so weird. That's the only part that seemed a little visually disjointed to me. Um, just because, I mean, they're doing these weird things where they're playing with gravity and things are inverting. And it just, that visually was just a little harder for me to track. But know. the storyline was amazing. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the story like just didn't matter to me. I think yeah. we're all just so starved for like blockbuster movie content. I mean, Tenet came out and then like we've just had like a little bit here and there like things that we've just been looking forward to we we still haven't seen the new james bond movie and black widow has been pushed back again and so i think it's just exciting to see like the big budget film yeah just a popcorn movie yeah and it was 
it was fun to watch. The story was just a little ridiculous, but it wasn't so ridiculous that you're like, I don't really understand what's going on, except for that you don't really understand. There's just like sort of a throw to the wind why these two guys are fighting, you know, like, oh, it's an ancient rivalry. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, there's not a whole lot of complex storytelling and stuff going on with um with the human characters. So, you know, it didn't distract from the stuff that was fun. I did feel like I was team Kong because you just, Oh yeah, you have to be, I know, but Godzilla, I like better. (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't like how they, I mean, it was definitely biased for like towards Kong. This whole, there's just so much more empathy for uh, a character for a character versus a scaly character. So whatever. Anyway, (laughs) um, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier. Episode yeah. three. Um, I feel I, I just kind of want it to move a little faster from episode to episode. Really? Yeah. I don't. What do you want them to get done then? Because they are kind of all over the place, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think what I want is a, the Falcon and Winter Soldier movie and not a, the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. Cause I think I'm feeling like it's, while you're watching it, it feels more like a Marvel movie than, say, WandaVision did. WandaVision felt like TV episode, episode to episode, right? It was episodic, even in, in like in like that meta sense as well. Whereas this, it's like just broken up pieces of big a bigger story. You know, it's one big adventure that now they've that they're splitting into smaller units. So this is just like a really long movie. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have a I'm problem not, with that. <laughs> I'm not, I don't dislike it. I just, I want to see the whole story because it doesn't feel like each episode has its own stakes for that episode. Does that make um, sense? I mean, it would if I agreed with you. But oh, okay. <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I guess uh, it does a little, but also not, not really. I don't know. You know, this is now the most popular show in the world. Like, really? I think it overtook... Attack on Titan, I want to say. What? That was a that was a headline I read. Don't ask me any details. Did not click on the article. That as I, per my norm. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. That's crazy. It's more wow. That's that's big. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I I really liked it. This one starts with that prison break uh, mm-hmm. for Zemo, Baron yeah. Zemo, which I I thought they handled it well, except for that it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, as far as how that initiated, like the key in the book. I just didn't get it. Maybe we, oh, you watched it again though. Oh yeah. It's not in there. I think he just had it. That, yes, that doesn't make any sense. Why? <laughs> why, why would he have it in there? Well, he stole it at an earlier date, just waiting for an opportunity to come along. Cause he can't, even if how he did has. How Bucky know that? He didn't. He went there to talk to him. And then Baron Zemo was like, okay, I, I need you to help me with this. I need you to help get me out of here. And Bucky's like, okay, well, how are we going to do that? And he's like, well, for starters, I have this key card that I stole off some dude a while ago, essentially. Like, you're just supposed to kind of infer that. Mm. That's how I felt anyway, okay. is that he's been, because he, even with the key card, he needs other stuff to be happening in a way that he understands and can, you know and can predict in order to actually get out. I mean, I, I do like that the relationship that they've set up is one of, um, you know, kind of mutually 
beneficial action. I mean, when you saw that Baron Zemo was going to be in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I just assumed that he was going to be the antagonist. Right, 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 right. And instead they have to break him out and work with him to uh, unravel this secret of who's got the, and developing the secret super soldier serum. And uh, I, I just like, they get to spend so much time with him. And I really like Daniel Brule's uh, yeah. role in the, in the show even more than in the movie, you know, in the movie, he's just kind of grieving and mm-hmm. um, sullen and sat and dour. And, and this one, he's well, there's a little know, bit of levity. Yeah. Right? His, his conversations with them are just super funny. Like the, the trouble man bit about, um, yeah. he's describing, the, <laughs> <laughs> describing how it, yeah, I mean, encompasses the shows, the it is funny experience. and very, very witty. I do like all the banter. It's, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I do like it. I just, I want it all and I want it in a movie. I mean, do I want a, what, how many episodes is this? Six? Six, yeah. Yeah, do I want a six hour long movie? No. Do I want all the stuff that we're getting and still have it be a okay, movie? Well. <laughs> sure. Can I have everything? No, I can't. But that, and they're never going to give a movie to, not never. I, I mean, maybe, no, I, I would be surprised if there's like a Falcon movie at any point. That's sad. It's, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, it's just, they'd give it him a Captain America movie if he um, accepted this, the shield though, right? Yeah, you would hope so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they make it to Madripoor, which... Uh, is, I've never heard of this place, and apparently it's a big deal in the comics. Yeah, it was uh, a place invented by Chris Claremont on his X-Men run. It's just a place that they can use now. Oh, right, and, because now that, yeah. they Yeah, because of the rights for that they got from uh, Fox. And, of course, they run into Sharon Carter there when they're looking for the, the power broker. And, you know, she's somehow still in exile from she never got pardoned like everybody else. Uh, yeah well because she doesn't well she's not a superhero so you know it's not like the government can get anything from her right so there's no reason for you them think to they would have taken care of her is all, all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 yeah i don't know she's she's definitely bitter and bucky's like wow she's terrible now huh? uh <laughs> line is pretty funny but that was funny yeah, um, that was funny yeah, I don't know. The rest of the episode, I just, What's I just funny really about liked that it. Get... Is he said that right when I was like, wow, she's kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, she's terrible now, right at the same time. So, yeah, they got their point across. Yeah, the rest of the episode was more like US, I guess he's new Captain America, but US agent really took a backseat in this episode and he just kind of becomes more and more of a dick. <laughs> and, um, right. The power is going to his head. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a little bit more of the, the group that stole the super soldier serum with Carly Morgenthau. And I think you just like saying super soldier serum. What is that? The second time, third time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that a character from the comics too? Maybe. Okay. I, it's nobody I've ever read, but I, I feel like she might be. Okay. But I'd have to Google it and I'm not gonna. So mm-hmm. they did go through uh, some lengths to kind of set them up as sympathetic characters and then kind of wiped all that away in this episode too. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, uh, the the kind of teaser at the end is that Wakanda is now tracking them because Baron Zemo. they broke out Zemo and there's a lot of uh, conjecture on the internet about if Bucky is now a, you know an agent of Wakanda, like broke him out to to meet his ends, but also to eventually turn him over to, to Wakanda for, you know, killing the king, whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for Friday. What is today? Sunday? It's a, it's a bummer. 
Uh, do you have anything else for Falcon Winter Soldier? No. Uh, do you want to talk about Shadecraft? Yes. So this is a new series from Image Comics written by Joe Henderson and Lee Garbutt, the team that did Skyward, which is a book that I really liked. And I don't think I finished it because I... I don't remember it, anything from this book, but I know that I read at least the first issue. Yeah, I think it kept going after I deployed and... And I just never got a chance to go back and, and pick up the other issues. And maybe it's on Hoopla. That's my plan now anyway. Mm-hmm. After I read this uh, Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four run that I just downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like that series, what I read of it. Uh, it's it's the one where the gravity in the in the world is gone. You know, and everything. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. And I take it you did not read the letter in the back. Yes, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, okay. She's going to be out on this book if she reads this letter. Um, because he actually spelled out the word another. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, because yeah, it's not a word. So I skimmed the letter in the book. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that, but I would have mentioned it had I read that word. That yeah. is not a word. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any thoughts on the uh, on the book i thought it was really here's what i really set up here yes here's what i like about it i like that it just jumps you right into this world you don't get a whole lot of background from this girl to start it just starts with like a really awkward scene and then like all of a sudden there's monsters and it's not i don't know there's no like world set up like this girl has like something weird going on like it just throws you in to like a day in the life of this girl where something weird happens yeah and all of a sudden the shadows are trying to kill her yeah and Which, and she's she's totally like this is happening to me not like you know oh my gosh i, I must be like what and you know and yeah, she's trying to tell very people quickly is, yeah. is yeah, <laughs> yes <laughs> i found that surprising yeah. as she was just like yeah this is happening and you guys need to listen yeah and everybody's obviously just treating her like she's crazy yeah uh, I thought the the prank that they pulled was funny but cruel. Yes. With the, <laughs> uh, so Zadie Lou is right. That's mm-hmm. her name. Zadie Lou. Yeah, is the main character, and uh, she lives with her family, obviously, and her brother's in a coma from an accident, a car accident. Or, yes. I think it's funny that it's just it's another book that deals with darkness and shadow, and we just talked about Noctera last right, week. But, right, right, uh, right. This is def- this one's definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um. It seems centralized around this one girl, not um, the whole earth. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. Right. I wonder if she'll stop it. Right. Um, um, I thought it was cool that obviously light will protect you from the shadow. I mean, it seems obvious. Right. And that is the case in this world. Yeah. But, you know, towards the end of the book, you also get the um, her shadow fighting off the other shadows. And I mean... I'm sure that more will come of more more backstory and more how this happened. But her brother is her shadow now. I guess. Yeah, and it's so weird. You know what I find weird about the brother in the coma is when she's in the room, the mom's like, why are you in this room? I have the I have written down that the mom seems a little high strung. <laughs> she was like, like more than high strung. Like, yeah. why would why would you ever be like, don't be in the room with your comatose brother? Right. And she's like, you guys aren't taking care of him. That's me. I do everything for him. You need to not even look at him i don't understand i don't get that. that like what could she possibly why'd you turn that light on she said the <laughs> so shadows are trying to kill me obviously <laughs> it's so weird so there's got to be something going on with that because that's a really non-normal that's not a normal reaction for anybody to have usually it's like 
the other way around. Like, yeah. I know that you have an unresponsive family member, but go spend time with them. I, I saw an article that said Netflix is already adapting this into a show, which makes me wonder. So Joe Henderson, the guy who wrote it is the showrunner on Lucifer. So he's oh, okay. got a lot of experience, I think working in TV, but it made me wonder how many of these kinds of projects just like don't come to fruition because I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I hear a lot about things that are in the works and I saw an article the earlier this week that said the new gods is no longer in production for, for DC and Warner brothers. The movie that Ava DuVernay was supposed to direct with, um, oh, was working with Tom King to yeah get the weird. script together. And, well, I mean, that's Just different though because it's not Netflix, right? That wasn't Netflix. So Netflix basically has like a, like I feel like if we came up with a show and found somebody who worked for Netflix, we would pitch it and they'd be like, yeah, let's try it. Because Netflix is just throwing money at everything right now. Like there's, there's content for everyone, anything right now. They're just putting money into creating content. Well, I don't know why we're wasting our time with other things then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skyward is supposed to be a movie. Interesting. In development. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I really like this book and I really love the art. Uh, and Oh, yeah. Just the way they that these guys tell their story together, I think, really compliments. Um, yeah, just his Lee Garbett styles, just really um, up my alley. Yeah. You know, I like all the dark stuff anyway, so this is cool for me. Yeah, we got, again, the Jock variant cover. Yeah. Super cool. Um, do you have anything else for Shadecraft? No. I thought it was good. Me too. And I will... I, I think I have like three comic books on our poll and now I just wait for things to come out and pick them up. And I think we can start adding some things back, back to it. Yeah. Like Shadecraft and Noctara and yes. probably Silk because oh, uh, I'm digging I love this. it yeah. so far. <laughs> I like it a lot too. It's interesting. And I have ha- have zero background on Silk except for this game that no longer is a app, Marvel Tsum Tsum. <laughs> yes. And I had a Silk Tsum Tsum. And it was like one of my favorite ones to play with because she has a really cool power. <laughs> she does have cool powers. Well, um, yeah, I'm talking about specifically the Marvel Soups no, no, I got game you. that I can no longer play. And it was so cute. But other than that, I have zero silk background. So I'm excited yes. to like. I'm sorry about your game. <laughs> the, this book is written by Maureen Gu. It's her first time writing a comic book series. She's a novelist. And the art was by Takeshi Miyazawa, who filled in frequently, I think, on Ms. Marvel. And I think there's a lot of similarities in, I don't, I don't know if it's just the art, but I felt like, especially the intro with the the fight scene, there's a lot of similarities between the tone yes. of Silk and Ms. Marvel. And I know it's written by different people, but it was, it was just a lot of fun because you're just thrown right into her being a hero and then also introed to her as... She's narrating a little mm-hmm. bit of her backstory, which you talked about with being uh, locked in a bunker for 10 years. Or yeah. did you say that? Or yeah. did I just make that no, up I, in my head? I said it. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the character is is Cindy Moon. And she actually was first introduced in, in the Amazing Spider-Man run when we were, I thought we were still reading it, but I guess it was just me. But it was like 2014 with Dan Slott and uh, Umberto Ramos. Uh, doing the art and i really liked her her introduction in that amazing spider-man run uh you know she's bit by the same spider that 
bit Peter Parker same yeah, day, all that. Oh, okay. Same day. Yeah. yeah. And then she's trained for six years by this Ezekiel dude who I'm not sure who that was, but then he, she got locked away in this bunker. I think that was all part of, she was introduced in the original sin storyline and there, a lot of the spider verse stuff I'm not super familiar with, but I do know that there were interdimensional beings that are always trying to track down and kill everybody who has these spider powers. And, and so they were trying to protect her by hiding her away. And then she got out and yeah, it's like a weird thing where anytime her and Peter Parker are around each other, they uh, want to be like, they're just physically attracted to each other and always making out because of their shared spider sense. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, it's weird. Apparently she was also in Spider-Man Homecoming, just the character Cindy Moon. Really? Yeah. This, she was played by, uh, this actor, Tiffany Epsenson, Espenson, <laughs> maybe I wrote it down wrong. It was, wow. Yeah. Butchered it. No yeah, big deal. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> but. That's fun. Yeah, it, it is. It's, I, I hope that she does have some role in the MCU going forward, whether they recast her or not, but she does seem just like a fun character and, you know, in the comic book, she's starting her job as a reporter at threats and menaces run right. by J. Jonah Jameson, which I thought was hilarious. Great name. Um, <laughs> threats and menaces. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's always, I know, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I, I always thought her costume was kind of cool. It's hard to compete with spider Gwen. Yeah. But, um, spider Gwen's costume is really awesome, but yeah, this is, this, this you know, it's a fun, it's, it almost seems like kind of a, a spinoff of that more than the original Spider-Man costume, but she has like a bandana instead of a full on mask. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting that both of the books we read are headlined, I guess, main characters are, are Asian American women, women. Yeah. This she's a Korean American and they also get into this new kind of underworld boss threat and some weird cat right. demon thing as yeah, that, part okay. of the storyline. But so that's interesting. So, cause you know, they, they talk about like, this looks like could be some sort of werewolf, like just like mentioned in passing. And so I'm thinking like, cool, werewolves. And then it ends up being like a werecat or yeah. whatever. That's way cooler. Yeah. I just think it's Take your word for it. Well, they're so creepy. It's so creepy. Cause it is pretty, it's, yeah. it's creepy and it's pretty funny how it sits down like to have tea, to have tea yeah. with her. <laughs> I'm just really looking forward to reading more of this. We don't, this was kind of a spur of the moment pickup. I just saw it at the comic book store. Saw it was I'm glad the, that you the did. first issue and yeah. saw who had drawn the, um, the art. One of the things I've noticed about the comic book store is that the way it's set up is they bag and board everything, which is great, but you can't pick anything up and flip through it. I think that I, probably is why they do that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Do they charge you for the bag and board on top of the book? No. That's, Great though. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't yeah. I mean I get the previews catalog for a reason. Um for some reason they just cannot remember that I get the previews catalog. So I always have to kind of be on the lookout and be like, right. Hey, is that a new previews catalog? And they're like, Oh yeah, I forget. I mean it's written on the poll thing. Yeah. Uh, previews catalog. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I have a, a good feel uh, for some stuff, although DC is no longer in the previews catalog and I right. think Marvel has the separate. Has their own separate one. Uh, but it comes with the, yeah. And I, I just, I don't pick up a lot of Marvel books, period. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I did with this one because it was good. Totally worth it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you have anything else? No, that w- I mean, I'm just, I am excited for this book and yeah. I love the art. Like you said, I like the style and the character just seems fun and quirky and quippy, you know? Yeah. Uh, the problem with putting things on the poll is when the artist leaves and the writers change out and I don't want to read it anymore and I keep buying issues <laughs> without telling them to take them off the pole because every time uh i show up and i get it in the pile i'm like oh yeah this one's still and uh i don't know i just i feel bad asking to take things off of the pole but uh, well i, I mean i think if you're adding and subtracting then it's not so bad yeah. right so uh, i guess that'll wrap it up for us this week and mm-hmm. we'll be back later in a week most likely yeah <laughs> it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.